Uh, when the theme music comes on, you know, it's time to podcast. Hey, what's going on? I'm Rob Akinpour. This is the A-game. We bring people that are always bringing their A-game, especially during the pandemic. And we're finding some interesting people throughout the country. And I'm lucky that the guy up above me here on the screen happens to be a friend of mine from a couple of years back. Uh, still doing his thing out in Philadelphia. PHL 17 in Philadelphia on television. On my cable system, by the way, that's channel number 19. Okay, and good. he's... Yeah, good to know, right? Yeah. So we got Mr. Um, let's see, uh, anchorman, weatherman, sports guy, producer. He's done it all for Channel 17. He's also still a part of the number one radio station in Philadelphia, B101. That is my buddy Jason Lee. Hey, thanks for bringing your A-game today, bud. Rob, it is always good to see you, man. It's been far too long. I'm glad we get a chance to catch up here. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so I'm going to make you be a producer for a second because um, I was doing the news and, you know, you were kind of – You've been up since about, what, 2.30 this morning, I'm guessing? Uh, I'm at work at 2.30. <laughs> oh, sh- okay. So yeah. you're getting up my, at, like, 1.30? My alarm goes off at 12.30. I did get a nap in today, though. I got a nap and in. You, so. thank, well, thank goodness for that. Yeah. All right. So you're a producer. I'm going to try to play, like, news guy for a second because of the one story that broke out of Hollywood. See if I can actually do this right. You can grade me on my performance. So here okay. goes nothing. So Hollywood loses one of its favorite sons today as actor Brian Dennehy has passed away. The former six-time Emmy nominee who made his reputation through TV movies really sparked interest in a lot of people because of his role in the movie Rambo playing a small-town sheriff. Between the late 70s and the late 80s, Dennehy was a part of some of the biggest box office movies that included Foul Play, Ten, Cocoon, Silverado, FX, Legal Eagles, and Presumed Innocent. His comeback in 1995 was thanks in part two. Adam Sandler in the movie Tommy Boy. Then he would win a Golden Globe in 2000 for his role on television playing Willie Loman in Death of a Salesman. Dennehy, the last few years, was seen on NBC on the series The Blacklist. Dennehy, he was 81. I'll tell you what, I hope somebody was rolling tape on that. <laughs> I, I mean, may have a future. I don't know. <laughs> it, 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 Rob, it was smooth. It was concise. Mm-hmm. It was conversational. It was good stuff, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I didn't realize that he was in Blacklist. I, 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 that's that uh, James Spader show, right? Yes, it know. is. I hear it's a great show. never watched it, though. I've only seen a couple of episodes. That's one of those shows that's kind of flown under the radar for a lot of people. But when I see it, I go, it's good. I don't know why I haven't watched any more of it. You know, that happens sometimes. My, my, my parents love that, that show, and I make it a rule to never watch anything that my parents watch. So, <laughs> no, no my, 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 my mom raves about that show. So it's a good show. Let's turn your attention to Channel 17 for a second. You got there, what, about 2013? Is that about the time you signed up with them? Uh, I should know this. Um, 2014. December 2014. Okay. It's actually my second tour of duty there because back in the day, mm-hmm. you guys remember the WB network? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, which is now the CW. Right. Well, but at the time, it was WB17. Um, and, and I was there, this I'm going back to like 2000, 2001. I, I was a freelance weatherman there. I was full-time mm-hmm. doing radio, but I was a freelance weather guy there. So it's actually my second time back at PHL. Um, December, 2014 is when I started there. And that you took the, the unconventional route, I think, because most people who get into TV news or getting into that genre, they usually go to a small market, do their thing on television. You were actually entrenched in radio. You've done a couple of morning shows. So you took the path of, in my book, least resistance, going from radio to television. I, I lucked out, man, because, you know, uh, it's like you said, most people, and, and TV and radio, 
you got to, you know, kind of build your career. You travel around the country. You kind of live out of a suitcase. I've, I've been in Philly my whole life. This is where I was born, raised, and, and never left. So I've been very lucky. Um, and the TV thing, I just kind of fell into. Honestly. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Well, so, so, you know, what happened was, um, at least going back to PHL, um, there was a very small uh, television traffic channel called Tango Traffic. Uh, like two people. Oh, I remember this. Yes. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I was the morning uh, co-anchor there, but we did traffic hits uh, on Channel 17 because we were kind of affiliated with them. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, Steve Highsmith, who's a name that longtime broadcasters know, um, he's been, been around forever, longtime host of the Mummers Parade. He was, he was handling the news at uh, Channel 17. He actually brought me back in to produce news. I've never produced news in my life. Um, at the time, the station was airing a national morning show and just doing local cut-ins. Right. So he wanted me to produce the cut-ins. Then after he hires me, he says, you know what? We're starting our own local newscast. Excuse me? I never, <laughs> produced, never produced news in my life. So it, it's been a cool ride because I've done a, a nice mix of on-air and off-air there. So, um, you know, and, and nowadays with everything going on now, it's like, you know, TV news is it. And I'm oh, thankful, yeah. to, thankful to still be working. To get, I want to get into the TV news angle, what it's like now in 2020, especially with the pandemic. But talking about your role, you have had basically you're the jack of all trades. You can anchor when you need to anchor. You do sports when there's needed sports. Earlier this week, you're doing the weather. And even though I don't have a clip of this, I do have a photo that was posted on Facebook. It is your traffic person reacting to you oh. <laughs> as you open the umbrella in the studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that is classic. Well, see, you have to know that's that's Jenna Jenna Meisner who is just—I mean, she's adorable. She's fantastic. She is. Jenna's great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, she, she's fantastic on the air, and I mean, and you know, with her, what you see is what you get. She's a sweetheart off the air too, um, but I know she's very superstitious. Uh huh. So if, you know, so I filled in doing the weather on Monday, and if you remember, it was uh, just a mess of a day. High winds, oh, yeah. heavy rain, ridiculous. So I'm not above using props. Uh, in, in my weather presentation, yeah, this is true. Oh, you know, I got to alert you guys. Hang on. Okay. Hold on. Something just popped up on my phone. My phone was fully charged, but I, it says a, a low power message, low battery message popped up. Okay. So I may have to, I'm going to have to, uh, text my son to bring down the power cord. So bear with me for just a second. No anyway, problem. The story, is, the story is, you know, I'm not above using props. So, uh, we happen to have an umbrella. Just mm -hmm. offset. So I grabbed the umbrella and I knew Jenna would freak out. So I you know, <laughs> put it up on the air. And um, oh, you know what? My son's watching this right now. Hey, Ethan, Ethan, go into my work bag and bring the power cord for the phone because otherwise, we're, I'm, I'm going to, Rob's going to lose me. We can't have that happen. And Ethan, come on the screen because I want to use you for a second as well. So I appreciate you bringing Ethan. So you'd save me a trip on that one. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> This no. thing was, I said, was full, Rob, it was fully charged, I swear. I'm telling you right now, this is the one thing I've learned about podcasting this way with the phone. This will suck the life battery. I started at 95%. I'm down to 70 already. And we're, what, seven minutes right. into this? So believe me, I've learned you've got to be as fully charged as possible. So, um, Ethan, thank you when you get there, by the way. I just, just want to make sure he heard this. So I'm, just, I'm listening, yeah, no. Rob. I'm just, no, 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 no problem. Calling. No problem. This is, this is the great thing about a live podcast. You this never know what's going to happen. Man. Yeah. 
<laughs> this is Jason Lee from PHL 17 in Philadelphia, also from B101 Radio, the number one radio station in Philadelphia with over a million not listeners on, on a regular basis. Is he answering, I hope? He's not answering. <laughs> oh, jeez. Ethan, hello. I got a photo of you that I'm putting up here. Come on. You got to get down here. You got a photo of him? <laughs> no, I actually got a photo of something that he did recently that I was blown away by, and I think everybody on, I, needs I, to see I it. Hear movement, I hear movement upstairs, okay? so we, All we right, good, good. Ready. I think that may have done it. And we give, we'll give him like 10 seconds of fame here for sure. He got um, it. Okay. While, while, we're waiting, while we're waiting for him, uh, real quick, uh, when you talk about the news right now, we're starting to see like stuff like we're doing right now is now more commonplace than ever before. You don't have as many people in the studios because you're trying to do the social distancing. So what is that like in the booth as you're trying to produce this? You've got probably more moving parts than you ever have before. Well, you know, th yeah, th that's the challenge. And it's, and it's not just actually executing the show. It's mm -hmm. putting the show together because we literally have people in, in 10 different locations. Right. Um, hang on, Rob. We may have to uh, move the camera just so the uh, cord will reach. Hang on. Oh, here. of course. No, do what you got to do. Absolutely. And this is where the adjustments and, and, happen on the fly. And, and Rob <laughs> thought he was getting a broadcast professional here, but I. <laughs> no, see, you're the professional. Rob. Please, I'm the. I'm just the, without a battery here. I'm the uh, dumb here. radio guy. What do you want? Ethan, say hi. Say hi. Come on. Say Ethan, hi. come on in real quick. Yeah, this good. this is okay. Rob. Rob's an awesome. Rob's a great guy. Come on, just say Ethan. Hi. Ethan, real quick, if you would. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Ethan, while I got you here, um, Christian, if you mm -hmm. could put up the photo of the moon, real quick. Ethan, I got to give oh, you props on this. This is an incredible photo. I mean, I don't know how you can, how you got that, but that is just amazing. Thank you. Um, although, I'll be honest, I didn't take the one of the moon. That's actually a composite. So okay. That's actually, yeah, that's actually about um, a combination of four photos. Um, I wow. Did take a yeah, I took the photo of the road, uh -huh. and I did like a panoramic sort of thing with my camera, and I merged them all in software, and then I found a picture of the moon, and I kind of composited that in Photoshop. It's, that's amazing. That really is just an incredible photo. I, I had to bring that up, and I was trying to figure out how I was going to bring you into this, and then, of course, your father's phone is dying. I'm like, perfect! I can bring him in! There you go. Hey, hey, thanks, Ethan. Hey, thanks. Ethan, thanks so much, my friend. Anytime. All right. No problem. So, um, the, the, yeah, so you're asking about like everybody being in different spots. Yes, very um, much so. It's, it's hard to put the show together because we literally have people in 10 different locations because so many people, so many people are working from home. Um, associate producers are home. Right. Um, editors are home. Photographers and reporters are home. They just go right to their assigned location. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's bad enough under normal circumstances and you know how it is. What's the expression, how you work in communications, but there's a lack of communication? Combined communication, exactly. <laughs> which happens a lot. Well, imagine if, if people are in 10 different spots. You know, oh, yeah, it, it's it, true. It, Very true. It makes it, that, it makes it that much more difficult. But, you know, that being said, um, I think we've done some of our best newscasts during the pandemic, you mm -hmm. know, because it, it's, it's amazing how, not to be cliche, but in, in, in times of crisis, you know, a team pulls together. Yes, I, very I, much so. I, I think our team is pulled together. And, you know, we're smaller than the other stations in town. You know, we're, we're kind of, we're the, we're the little guy. Um, you know, we've got like half the staff of, um, you know, stations like, you know, Action News or NBC 10 or CBS mm -hmm. 3. I mean, and they're, and, and they're fantastic, but they've got a lot more people than we do. Right. So I think, I think the fact that we're putting on a newscast that's on their level, if mm -hmm. not better, a lot of mornings. Um, I think it's a credit to, to what we're doing.
And it's also a four-hour cast. You're starting at five in the morning when it goes on. And like you said earlier, you're getting in the building at such an early hour. I mean, you have passion for it, which helps. Because I can imagine if you hated your job, I mean, getting up at that hour, you'd be like, oh, great. I'm doing that again. Well, you know what it is? I mean, people have said to me, wow, you know, you you really must love what you do to deal with the hours. Now, you know what I love, Rob? You know what I love? Mm. I love being able to pay my mortgage. Okay. They, no, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love being able to to support my kids and, and put food, you know, put food on the table. So right. I, look, I, I, I love the job. Don't get me wrong. Um, the hours, I'm not going to lie. The hours totally wear me out sometimes. Right. Um, you know, it's, and, and you've worked weird hours too in radio. I mean, oh you've yeah. Done morning, you've done morning shows. You're I've done morning shows, and back in the day when I first started, I was my first full-time gig was midnight to six a.m. before all the technology had come into play. So, oh, I remember two years of no me, sleep. <laughs> me too. Actually, I got a, I got a couple of awards back here. I don't want to brag, but for, no, for no, please overnight. brag, brag. We're doing overnights. Well, it's right here. It's right here. Right here. So that's there one you of them. go. Um, there. No, I, I did overnights on B one hundred and one for six years, and you're always tired. Yeah, you're absolutely. Tired. So. I mean, I'm not really doing overnights now, but in a way, I kind of am. I'm getting up no, you are. in the morning. Absolutely. So, it's it's the same, almost the same sleep pattern that you have when you're on B101 doing the overnights. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, and it's 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 the kind of thing where, um, you know, you don't eat right because you're all, you feel like you constantly have to fuel your body. And mm-hmm. studies show, and maybe I'm using this as an excuse, I don't know, but studies show that when you're tired, you crave junk food. Oh, I, I can attest. Oh, the two years I was doing mornings, that's all I ate. And that's why my weight literally went up about 60 pounds in a span of two years. I was like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. Then you start to you think about. Rob? Yeah. The last couple of years, I put on like 30 pounds. I have. Oof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I. That's hard. I have, you may have seen this. I put this on Facebook uh, the other day. When I filled in on Monday, I get home from work. Right. My neighbor, my neighbor happens to be outside. My next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. She says to me, hey, I saw you on TV this morning. I said, oh, thanks for watching. I appreciate that. She said, you know what? You look a lot better in person. Oh. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, thanks a lot. I love you, too. Thank you. There you go. (laughs) Jason Lee taking his time here on the A-game. Again, you can watch him on PHL 17 News in Philadelphia and in Central and South Jersey. Channel 17 is on your cable system. Look for it. He's also on B101. What's the hardest thing right now about radio at this point? Because I know because of the pandemic, you're not doing your normal weekend work on B101 right now. And no. I'm sure you miss it. I know you're a radio guy at heart. You love TV, but there's a, you still have that passion for radio. Yeah, I, I've always said radio is my first love. Yeah. You know, when I, when I was a kid, I, I, when I was a kid and, and I knew that I wanted to, you know, talk into a microphone for a living – Right. It was listening listening to the radio. I mean, specifically sports. Guy broadcasters like Harry Callis and and Merrill Reese and Gene Hart with the Flyers. Oh, yeah. Everybody, everybody that I gravitated to as a broadcaster was on the radio. So yeah, radio was always my first love. I miss it. I uh, I oh, find yeah. myself I find myself <laughs> talking up songs in the car as I'm driving <laughs> home. You know what I mean? you know? You know, Sadly, just, guilty, just, guilty. Just, yeah. Yeah, just, just to see if you can hit the post, right? Just to yeah, see if, just to see if you still got the timing. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> look, all, all kidding aside, um, you know, when, when the pandemic hit, um, the company I work for, Entercom, they decided to, they wanted to limit foot traffic in the building, you know, right. which I get. Mm-hmm. So um, 
they've got full timers uh, working the weekend shifts, uh, tracking right. it. Right. So, um, you know, it's I, I miss it. I totally miss it. And mm-hmm. I have no idea when it's coming back. Um, and listen, I mean, I know I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here because you and and I'm not just saying this because I'm on your podcast. Right. I think I think you are a fantastic radio talent. Thank I you. Love what, I love what you do on the air. You are you're a personality. You're, you got enthusiasm. And the fact that you're not on the radio, I think, is a sad commentary on our industry right now. You know, and look, it, it would be got passion for it. Just I still do. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I really still do. And I think and I feel for everybody because it's not just the intercom kind of was the first company to kind of make that move. And it was the right move. But now everybody's kind of fallen into behind with all the other stuff. So there's a lot of good people right now that are not being able to do what they do. So I'm, I know I'm not alone in this world at this point. Right. And then, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, and I know other companies are doing it, but my, my company, Intercom, you know, that I work for part-time, they just had to lay off a whole bunch of people. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and that's what's sad to me. I mean, besides the obvious of, of people losing their jobs, to me, radio, radio would always shine in a time of crisis. You know what I mean? I agree with that whole, because I think back to 9-11. And it, I was... Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean exactly. that was, a, yeah, that was the time. It, a funny, a funny story. I was working at WSCW, just getting started at that point. And I was actually, you know, driving down there, and I was doing reports for Johnny B, who was doing the morning show at that point on SCW. I was standing out right. at Sandy Hook and giving reports from there. We all really did turn that whole thing into more three days. We scrubbed the music. It was about giving the giving everybody what they needed to know at that point. At that point, you, you're not thinking about music. There was a time and a place for it, but at that point, definitely not. Oh, no. I know. I look. I agree with you. And I remember the aftermath of 9-11. Um, I was working at B101, right. and we helped people grieve. We helped people mourn yes. the loss. And then we helped everybody, you know, start to heal mm-hmm. and start to, you know, get back to as close to normal as possible as you could after something like that. Yes. You know, radio... Radio would always shine in times of crisis. And, you know, it, it, as somebody who has a passion for radio, it mm-hmm. hurts It hurts me to see that radio is scaling back. Yes. During time. Because to me, radio should be doing the opposite. Radio should be stepping up. Very much and so. Helping people, and helping people deal with this. And I don't know. It's a shame because I, I feel like for years, radio has has taken away what makes it special and that's the ability to be live and local. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it began with me when I was working out of a house in Eatontown, New Jersey doing modern rock. And we were really attached to the whole Monmouth County community. And you know yep. this from being down in Jersey, cause you had your chops down there for a while. You know that working in certain communities, you really become a part of that community and you try to communicate to that community. And you, you learn that, it can only help you later on like it has with you in Philadelphia. But, but, and even, but even in a big city, mm-hmm. you, you become a friend to people. You know, when you're there every single yes. day, yeah. whether it's radio or TV, when you're mm-hmm. there, it's like a friend that they could depend on. And that's why in times of crisis, mm-hmm. people turn to their friends on the radio to help them get through it. And mm-hmm. I, I just wish, I understand finances, you know, I get it. Yeah. But I wish there was a way for radio 
to kind of keep stepping up, even in this time where the ad revenue isn't coming in. Mm -hmm. It 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 hurts me to see how radio has scaled back. Yeah, well said, my friend. Well said. Jason Lee from PHL 17 News, also from B101 Radio in Philadelphia, being a part of the A-game. Okay, so we're at the part of my show I like to call random shots. These are random questions that come from anywhere. Usually I have like a – I usually have a shot with me. I'm like – it's on the other side of the room, so I'm not going to walk up and get my shot of whatever I had ready. But um, with that in mind, yes, I've got a few questions. Yeah, thank you. Take a sip. <laughs> I'm ready. All it's, right. It's, it's only water. I may need something strong. You might. You might. No, some of these are easy. Some of them I think you're going to understand. All right. Okay. Obviously, we're still in the middle of the pandemic. So what are you looking more forward to the first chance you get when you get out of the pandemic? Uh, dining out or a haircut? Well, you know, luckily, I got a haircut. I would ask you that question, but I, I know what the <laughs> Yeah, well, you know. Uh, no, luckily, <laughs> I, I got a haircut like right before everything shut down. So oh, my hair nice. isn't that bad just yet. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't mind my hair getting a little bit long. So at this point, I would love to go out and, right. you know, get like, a, get like a nice steak or a nice chicken parm or something. So that, since you answered that that way, what is the first restaurant you want to hit when you have the chance to dine out? Say you're taking your wife out. Where do you want to go? It's a good question. Um, I got to think about that. Okay. I might, I might go Casey Prime. It's okay. a steakhouse uh, not too far from here. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I thought it was a franchise, but maybe it's not. Yeah. But it's a great steakhouse in, in Warrington, Pennsylvania called okay. Casey Prime. For me, and it's funny because I, I was thinking about that myself because I spent a lot of time in Philly in, um, you know, a few years back, and I still come back to the Continental on 2nd Avenue. I still come back to that place where I literally want to go in there, the tapas menu, get the uh, cheesesteak egg roll, and get me the astronaut martini. I like any martini. It's doused in tang. What can I say? Wait, what, so it's a martini with tang? I've, I've never had an astronaut. They, they, they lace the glass in tang, and they put the martini in it. Interesting. It's kind of cool. Okay. It's kind of cool. I recommend it. I, well, listen, you know, you and I are, are way overdue for a lunch. So you're right. Maybe, yeah, this may be, this may be it. Um, I know you're a big-time sports fan when it comes to Philadelphia teams, so what Philly team are you missing the most right now with no sports going on? Uh, I'll tell you what. I, I am a huge hockey fan. Uh and the Flyers this season, they they were really cranking it up right before everything shut down. Yeah, they were, you know, to they, their credit, yeah. Yeah, so I, I really feel like had the season continued, I mean, now, even if they start the playoffs now, everybody's been off, so who knows how rusty teams are going to be when they come back. But True. had the season continued, they were on such a roll, I really feel like the Flyers could have been one of those sleeper teams in the playoffs that could have – surprise people and maybe gone farther than people thought not saying they would have won the cup right not saying they would have even gotten to the cup finals but i think they could have gotten maybe to the eastern conference finals their new That's coach elaine Vigneault, has really mm -hmm. gotten the most out of that team so i i'd love to see them come back if not i'm eager to see what happens next season Obviously, he's a passionate fan. Uh, is Bernie Perrant meeting him one of the highlights of your work on Channel 17 when you met? Because you met your share of celebrities. Would Perrant be one of the top ones you've met? Perrant is probably the top one. And the first time I talked to him, it was uh, I, a couple years ago in the summertime when I was doing weather every day. I, right. I, used, to, I used to be the regular weather guy uh, a couple years ago. So every Friday, 
Uh, we would do weather live from a different short point along the Jersey Shore. Lee by the sea. sea. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so we, we were in Cape May, and I forget how it even came about. I think I saw online that there was some, uh, like Bernie has a, a fishing tournament every year down in Cape May to benefit. I, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, to benefit uh, the Ed Snyder Youth Hockey Foundation. Ed Snyder was the guy who founded the Flyers, the late, great Ed Snyder. Right, 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 right. Um, and he, he started this hockey foundation for kids. So it, I, I, I saw this online and I figured I'm going to reach out to Bernie on Facebook and mm -hmm. see if he wants to come and talk about it. Um, and he happened, he told me, you know, he's got a boat down in Cape May. I said, we're going to be in Cape May. Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> Way to go. So I interviewed him. We did two, two separate hits on his boat in Cape May. And mm -hmm. he, he's been in the studio a couple of times since then. And, um, you know, he's that that probably was the biggest thrill of, of my career. Just growing up a Flyers fan. Um, one of the times he came to the studio, right. uh, it's about a year, year or so ago, um, just from previous conversations, I had mentioned, uh, I, actually, let, let me backtrack. On his boat, he kind of mm -hmm. gave me the tour, and I saw he had this big thing of cigars on his boat. Okay. I, that, you know, I love a good cigar. And I said, my, my dad is a big cigar guy. So me and my dad like to smoke cigars from time to time. So fast forward about a year, he's coming to the studio to do an interview on our show. Mm -hmm. He brings me a cigar to give to my dad. Oh, and, man, that is great. <laughs> and apparently, and I forget what company, what company it was, but they made Bernie Perron cigars. So the ring on the wow. cigar said BP, his initials. Right. So... I go to my dad. I'm like, you proud of me now? Here's a cigar. Okay. <laughs> you know? Perfect. That's a great story, by the way. That is really but he, good. He's a, he's a great guy. He's an awesome guy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he, he lives not too far from me. I'm in Warminster. He lives in Warrington, PA. Mm -hmm. So I hear stories all the time. He, uh, people see him in the local Costco, and he's always stopping to sign autographs <laughs> and say hi to people. He's a, he's a good dude. You mentioned uh, doing the weather. Is that? Do you think that's the hardest job as far as doing television news? Because it seems like the weatherman or the weatherwoman, the meteorologist, always catches the – and I can say it this way. It's a podcast, the most shit. Oh, we can curse on here? Yeah, you can. <laughs> I'm not used to being able to, to – Well, neither am I. I'm still getting used to this. Trust me. In broadcasting. Um, you know what? I – the weather is the most scrutinized, no doubt. That's about a good. Way, that's a good way of putting it. Yes, it is. And I think I think weather people get a bad rap because what people and and listen, let me just you know uh, just in, in 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 the in just to be just to, to to be real, I'm not a meteorologist. Okay. Right. Full disclosure. That being said, I know that if you're tracking a weather system, if you're, if you're tracking a snowstorm. Right. If the snowstorm moves ever so slightly to one side, it dramatically changes the totals that you get. Right. You know what I mean? So it's hard to predict the weather. It's really hard because, look, weather systems have a mind of their own. And you have all this technology and you have all these models that you look at and you try to come up with the best, the best prediction based on all the models you see. But it's not always going to be correct. It's yeah. a it's a very inexact science, but I think everybody does the best that they can. It's right. just a very very it's a very difficult job, 
And I don't think the average viewer realizes how difficult it is. Because again, if a storm moves, even just slightly to one side, it's going to dramatically change the totals that we get. And, and you know, and you know the joke that's always happened by the regular people. It's like going, "Yeah, weather people—they can be right fifty percent of the time and still have a job." I mean, come on. Exactly. Well, hey, listen, baseball players can get a hit only thirty percent of the time, and they can make well said. Thank you. Yeah, we're not making thirty million a year. That's for sure. Where's Bryce Harper? Hello. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you're batting three hundred. That means you fail seven times. I mean. There you go. But look, I understand 300 is a good batting average, but the reality is you're failing seven times. Yeah. <laughs> no so, other way to put it. So I think weather's the most scrutinized. I think the hardest job sometimes is actually doing the traffic because I've done that too. Right. When At the start of the newscast, there is nothing going on. Mm-hmm. Nothing. True. So you got to fill up a minute, sometimes even more than that, and there's nothing going on. So... At least with weather, if there's nothing going on, you still have stuff to talk about. Hey, here are right. the present temperatures. Hey, winds are kicking up out there. Hey, right. well, here's the uh, satellite map. You've got stuff to talk about. If there's traffic, it's, all right, here's 95. It's clear. Here's the Schuylkill Expressway. It's right. clear. Meanwhile, well, trying to go very slowly to stall long enough to get to the minute. Right. Now, back so, to I think you. Tra- traffic could be the hardest job. Okay. Um, anchoring. I will tell you, uh, if, you, if you've ever read a teleprompter, Rob, sometimes those words just kind of blend together. Sometimes. Yeah, uh, so, I've only done it a couple of times. And, and I remember when I was doing some corresponding work for a cable company called CN8 at one point, and they were doing... I remember CN8. Yeah. And, um, you know, got to thank those uh, people for letting me do it for about a year. I was uh, basically a music correspondent for them. So you're trying right. to do the... And I'm doing it a lot. A lot of it was off the cuff, and then I tried to do it off the teleprompter. And I was like, going, and I, you could tell I had the deer in the headlights look. I'm like, going, I look lost. So and after a while, they were just like, Rob, wing it. We, we know you can wing it. I'm like, thank you. So, yeah, you I, know, I, I kept. Funny. Yeah. It's funny you mention that because, you know, I look, I've only anchored a handful of times, and it's been years since I've done it. Right. But doing weather and traffic, it is off the cuff. You're not reading a teleprompter, you're yeah. just going up there and talking. I had an easier time doing that than I did reading the teleprompter. I believe so it. I, I, know, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> okay, a couple more uh, before I wrap up here. Um, I'll do the music one last, I think. Um, let me get the photos ready on this because I got to find out from you who's the better mascot. Is it Gritty from the Philadelphia Flyers or is it the Philly Fanatic? All right. Listen, the Fanatic. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> The fanatic is the fanatic's the king. The fanatic is the best mascot in sports. Gritty, yes. gritty, I think is is in second place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, approaching first place. Okay. I I don't think I don't think anybody can top the fanatic. I you know what the the fanatic is the greatest mascot in sports. I do love gritty. I'll be honest with you. When when they first introduced gritty, my, my first thought was, "What the hell is that?" I think that was you everybody's know? reaction, though, Jay. Everybody was kind of looking at this thing, going, "What?" <laughs> you know. I, I saw that, and I'm like, "That's going to scare children." What what is that? Thank you. Well said. <laughs> but but honestly, kids love them. <laughs> there you go. And it's funny. We put the photo that we put up. You had actually put on your Twitter account. He's playing with the ping pong ball, and I'm sitting there going. Yeah, he kind of looks adorable there. I got to give him that. He does look cute there. He well, doesn't look he, as menacing. You know what I mean? 
you got to see the whole video because what what he did bouncing the ping pong balls. Yes. Uh, anybody, anybody watching uh, at Jason Lee on air, the uh, the whole video is up there. Um, it's 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 hysterical, and and he he's he comes off very adorable, very engaging, very lovable, but he's not the fanatic. No, he's not. And and, and even though I'm I'm a guy who grew up in the Jersey area, the Mets and the Jets, God help me, we never had a mascot. So. Credit where credit's due. There's no doubt. Well, Phil- you got Mr. Met, right? <coughs> he's there. I like him, but he's not the fanatic. I'm sorry. He's the not. He's a baseball head, right? I, but again, but head. Exactly. Yeah, I got a baseball head. That's creative. Sure. Let me tap into your music. I got two more questions for you that we'll wrap up. Um, when it comes to music, um, since you've been on the air for so long, last year, new releases. Uh, give me one song that really stood out for you. New releases? Yeah, within the last year, I'll give you. Oh God, you know, honestly, Rob, I'm drawing a blank. I, okay. I have to think. I have to think about that. Because um, you know what, all all new songs kind of blend together. You know, to um, a degree, to a degree, I'll give you that. And and you know, I'll I'll come out I'll come out with a title, and it's like, Jay, that was three years ago, man. So, <laughs> you know, That's called showing your age, brother. Yeah, tell me about it. I mean, you know, I like. Like, hey, look, Ma, I made it from Panic at the Disco. When did that come out? I think that was about two, three years ago, actually. Yeah, okay. Roughly. I love that song. I, I love yeah. Panic at the Disco. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I got to think. My, my, my knowledge of new songs is limited to what B101 plays, to be honest with you. Okay, I no, that's a, I, appreciate the, I appreciate the honesty <clears throat> on that. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um, because it, it seems like for the most part, when when we when we hook onto a song, it's already been out for a little while. That's true. B one hundred one is basically a station for anybody who doesn't know. They're gonna once the song has been majorly established, it winds up on B one hundred one. That's what they do. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. All um, right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got nothing for you, man. Sorry. No problem, man. <laughs> no. The last the last one you knew probably was coming because anybody who doesn't know Jason Lee, the man is I have dubbed him the pun master general. If you follow okay. him on Facebook. You follow him on Twitter. He's got a pun. And I'll give you a good example because this is one that took my I wrote it down. And this is one you did, I think, probably about a year ago. New study shows people that wear glasses are smarter. Now, no glasses for me yet. I like to cause a spectacle in other ways. Well, so. well <laughs> I think you might be the one person who liked that. I don't know. Yeah, I probably was, but, you know. But I mean, how did you? What does this pun thing come from? I mean, obviously, this is something you've had inside you probably since maybe you were a kid, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you ask anybody that I went to school with, right? They, they'll tell you that you know when when they see me put stuff like that on Facebook, I'll get comments like, "Wow, you haven't changed a bit," or yeah. something like that. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I it's just something that call it a gift, call it a curse. I don't know, but I will be I'll be talking to people. Just and in the midst of conversation, something will pop into my head, right? Based on what you know, what somebody just said, and I'll just come out with a line, or you know, I'll look at stuff stuff around me and I'll make a joke about it, you know, like, uh, "Hey, I'm bored with this, Rob." You know, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a piece of the board. <laughs> yes, the board one. Um, <laughs> um, you know, you know, hey, how you doing, bud? You know, so yeah. it's, it's your bud. Yes. Um, see, but, but but I've learned if you have to explain the joke, it's not very good. So. No, no, but it, it's it's just got to flow. But when it flows and you nail it, it's like I think the the Cinco de Mayo one has always been my favorite. You post that every year. Yeah, well, that <laughs> well, you, see, you, you 
You just hit it on the head. I post it every year. Yeah. A lot of a lot of these jokes, if I had a dollar for every time I told them, I wouldn't have to work. <laughs> yeah, you probably you know wouldn't. I mean? Yeah, it's true. That's a perfect way to wrap up here. Jason Lee, you'll find him on PHL 17. He's part of the morning news team. He'll be back on B101 hopefully soon in Philadelphia. Jay, I appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on and being a part of the A-game today, man. Hey, Rob, it's always a pleasure. Been too long, and uh, let's do this again, okay? We definitely will. We'll definitely do it again soon. And, by the way, don't forget to follow me on Facebook and follow a shared universe on Facebook. And you know what? I'm going to have to get you in contact with the guys from a shared universe because on Channel 17, they might be interested in the former guys from Comic Book Men on AMC who now run a podcast studio. Why not? There you go. Bring it on. Absolutely. Until next time, for Jason Lee, I'm Rob Akinpora. Take care of yourself. Peace.